Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. You know, I was debating if I should do like a a Valentine's Day joke or maybe a Super Bowl joke or something here, but you know, these don't come out till Wednesday, so no one's gonna care. So I uh, think we'll just have to default. News. Yeah, I think we'll just Man, have to default. I can't to believe. The... Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. Here, you know, you can do some editing magic, Jill. I, I here, I'll, I'll set you up. Man, I can't believe won the game. Crazy shit. <laughs> Insert team here. Um, yeah. yeah, I you know I obviously no one outside of America cares about the Super Bowl, but I don't know if anybody inside America cares about the Super Bowl anymore either. But Many people anyway, in America do not care yes, for the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll just default to the anime is bad, and we're hardly watching anything this season still. But uh, nevertheless. We have Nevertheless. plenty of things to talk about on this anime-related podcast. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, to introduce everybody, I am Jell. I am joined by Iro. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Still I'm, with uh, us. I'm. One might say alive. Are you living alive? Yeah. Well, you could say that. <laughs> and uh, we're joined by G. And thus, mankind refused to change. Wait, that's the wrong game. <laughs> that is the wrong game. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be... They'll, well, we'll get into that in a moment. And uh, we are joined by Artemis. Hey, good to be here. Yes, good to have you back. And uh, to talk about all these shows we're watching. Yeah, uh, all, all of them. A, a real smorgasbord. Do you want to know Both. how many shows I'm watching of this like current season? Like, how, new, ma- like how many? Like, newly airing? How many take, newly airing shows are you watching, take, Artemis? Take, take a guess. Go on. Uh, mm, um, mm, uh, let's go with uh, two. <laughs> no. <laughs> Zero. Oh, I've given up everything. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, get good news, Artemis. That means you could... Uh... You could, you could, you could, you I know a great show from, your, yeah, I know a great show from last season. backlog or something. Yeah, 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 there is always that. Yeah. Oh my so, goodness. Um, hard times for sure, but we do have things we want to talk about. And actually before we got into the directly anime related news, uh, I did want to <laughs> take a moment to acknowledge the rather shocking Nintendo Direct we had this past week. Wow. Um, Video which games. featured we do occasionally talk about our anime adjacent video games here and uh yeah, sure. i uh-huh. i we had to acknowledge some of the crazy things that got announced and so mm-hmm. i, I, I want to give you a few minutes to pop off about wow somehow getting a uh live alive uh somehow remake. they decided to remake live alive the noted cult classic super famicom jrpg live alive with the engine of its of its successor, Octopath Traveler, so really it just makes sense to take this old game that's about disparate protagonists and disparate eras joining forces to fight evil, uh, and then use the engine of the newer game about multiple disparate <laughs> protagonists joining together to fight evil. Uh, wow! It's I didn't it, think this would just... happen. It's just funny Maybe. we're talking about 
last episode uh-huh. we had uh the announcement of the Lucifer and the Biscuit, Biscuit Hammer, Hammer yeah. anime, which was a cursed anime we never thought was going to happen. Uh-huh. And, and now a cursed game that we never thought would happen. And now a cursed game that we never thought was going to happen got announced uh-huh. for this week. So, Ira, all of which are why uh-huh. don't you tell me what is it like to be mm. cosmically seen? Whoa. It's weird. It's uh, I'm not used to it. Like <laughs> It's just bizarre. Both both uh, things you know, that you very I much, like, huh? I what? much loves, right? So yes, this, I thought I had bad taste. What's happening? Know, I, I, at this rate, at the way these the, this is going, if we keep this momentum forward, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm going to say by next podcast, uh, the Tsukihime remake will uh, be localized. Can't do this to me. We're still gonna get possible. the we're still gonna get the Mahasakai no Yaru movie before the game gets translated. It's been <laughs> it's been ten years. Uh, but yeah, Live Alive, getting that remake, didn't yeah. think that would ever happen. Not a week ago, I was talking to people and saying, they're not doing anything with Live Alive, who gives a shit if I put that logo on a t-shirt? Oh, right, you're <laughs> um, gonna make a t-shirt, right? That's, yeah, yes. and, uh, as if the universe uh, heard can. your... I, I mean, still can, no one's yeah. gonna stop me. Uh, yeah, as if the universe heard your, uh, your... I'm your... slightly, I, I know it's just the consequence of the times, but I'm... A little disappointed that they just took got the Octopath and Triangle Strategy artist to redraw all the characters in a unified style. Because one of the things about the uh, original game was they hired literally like six to seven different artists to e- to each right. one handle one of the storylines. Oh, so they were so, like, completely like, different. So, so on one hand, everyone looks completely different, but... Right. On the other hand, everyone looked completely different. Oh no, it, it's cool. I, th- I think it's like definitely one of those like things of like. I think it's already cool that they are committing the resources to like remake Live Alive, right? Right. This is not a. This is not a. This is not a. This is not a. This is not a Final Fantasy H <laughs> sprite, uh-huh. you know, remaster yeah. situation yeah. or whatever. Right. right? Yeah. Like, this is a real ass remake. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. So I think it, it, it's obvious that they're clearly like putting some budget behind it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like, yes, there is the alternate world in which if they're already willing to pour this much budget into remaking Live Alive, yeah. would it be cool if, like, for the remake, they hired six or seven new, like, relevant artists, <laughs> like, to do, like, their take on each of the characters, right? Like, right. I don't know, do you get fucking, like... <laughs> I don't know, like the fucking Baki guy to do the martial arts like, <laughs> oh, man, that'd character be or something, right? Do you get like uh, I don't even know who, who like? There's not a lot of like actually super relevant yeah. mecha manga artists anymore, so like mm-hmm. I don't know who you'd get for that. I don't know the guys who did like the Getter Devolution like manga or something, right? <laughs> but yeah, like one of the artists who worked on the original was is like the manga who does Detective Conan, right? Like, right, yeah. Or uh, one of them, I think, did character design for G Gundam. Uh, right. Yes. So it was just a cool thing. Uh, yeah, totally. But yeah, I, I, that's exciting. Iro, Iro, mm-hmm. are you? Would you have preferred they just ported the old game, or do you like the? Do you like? The, no, I think uh, I think this new, is cool. I, I think uh, as I say, I think it's it's actually a, quite a natural progression from Octopath Traveler. Right to this because this is this is like the, yeah, the only reason I say that <laughs> the only reason I say that is like the original game was never released in America so like right. right I do own so, a like there is no Famicom cart for it but yes. right but there is no like there is a fan translation play yeah 
There's a fan translation, yeah, but in it, in an official capacity, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So that was that was shocking. Uh, G, you also got a bit of shocking news on this direct, uh, but I, I, I a little less short, enthusiastic. But, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, we Vonzers are back. They, that was said on a Nintendo Direct in 2022. Yes, Vonzer, the portmanteau for Walking Panzer, uh, from the yeah. uh, hit Mecha franchise Front Mission. So they're, they're uh, doing the re-release of or, or Front Mission One or Two, One and Two, which yeah, also never came out in America, which is right? Like also pretty crazy in its own way because yes, like Front Mission Two. Uh, Again, maybe a little bit like Live Alive, uh, Front Mission 1 was a maligned 90s Super Famicom mm-hmm. uh, RPG made by Square, um, and uh, its sequel was never released in America. And uh, So, correct me if I'm wrong, even Front Mission 1 did not release in America until the DS version, correct? No, no, I believe 1, I think 1 did get in, did it? I, I, the Super Nintendo version never came out, at least not during that era. Okay, yeah. no, then yes, it was literally not until the DS remake, yes. So, like, yeah. or DS port, I should say. So, yeah, like, I guess it, it's always been, like, a sort of long-suffering franchise uh, that is part of the Square stable. Um, but it's a really fascinating one because, like, it is all the people you associate with Square, but now they're working on a sci-fi mech thing. Like, Yoshitaka Amano did art for Front Mission. Right. That's wild. Yeah, that's super yes. weird. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, look at that really, and be like, huh? Like, it's really wild to see Yoshitaka Amano's style now approach to a dude wearing, like, a combat vest with, like, animal, Right, like, like ab- abstract mm-hmm. high fantasy artist makes real, real, like, hard military mech uh, yeah, artwork and, like, <laughs> even, like, even like the mechs he made for it are like super weird and you know, like you can actually sort of see a lot of the like Final Fantasy 6 like Magitech armor in the like mm-hmm. Amano's right. original drafts for the front mission mechs before they uh, approached a sort of uh, f- for the real ones uh, famed mecha designer Ko Yokoyama okay. uh, yeah. who actually did the uh, designs for front mission but like it's just like it's a cool franchise. Like it's it's a lot of like in a lot of ways. It, it's a little bit similar to like a Chrono Trigger situation of like Front Mission was very much the like the technical like it was a showcase of Square's technical mastery of sprite based like RPG right. like, yeah. graphics and design. Um, just a really neat game. Uh, like surprisingly, like for its time and even now, I think like pretty like hard hitting like geopolitical story. You know, like. Mm-hmm. It is very much about like you know it, 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 it is a it is a it is a Cold War adjacent mecha series so like <laughs> proxy battles and you know right. false War flag comedy. operations and mm, you know, mm. black bag black bag tactics you know <laughs> that's not I don't I don't know if we want to get into those topics uh, no, in the no, present day but yeah series that like did stuff like that made it really I, I, like unique at the time I think in this case though. We're maybe a little less enthusiastic about the remakes. The rem- so for this in- one, they have gone with a like true blue 3D, like quote unquote modern looking graphic remake, right? With 3D right. models. And quite frankly, you know, just I mean, I- I've watched that trailer like six times now because I st- I'm still excited, but yeah, it's it it looks pretty it's a rough. Different, I'm not gonna lie, it's a different vibe yeah. going from yeah, like you mentioned the. The late nine, the you know mid to late nineties SquareSoft like god tier pixel art, uh, yeah. to uh, <laughs> like I don't know iPhone game like 
3D iPhone game like level 3D graphics. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's, but you know, the I, fact that you know, we'll still be able to play Front Mission Two legally and fully translated in the yeah. West means that, like, even if that's not the best version of it, it is maybe it is the only version. So right, you know, yeah, look, it's never been never been a fan. I, uh, of it. As, as a mecha fan, we 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 are used to taking what we can get. <laughs> I, I I might. Yeah. I might, you know, I might not be the mecha guy, but I do have fond memories of playing the fan translated ROM of Front Mission One, and yeah, it's a cool game. Maybe slightly less fond memories of playing Front Mission Three, but that's a whole other story we can save for another time. <laughs> we'll save that for when they announce the remake of Three. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, never. As I said, just weird that those things oddly specific things that uh nobody yeah. else cares about but us uh popped up on, on that uh yeah that news thing well we're, we're not even gonna get into advanced wars we'll maybe talk about that another time that was in there too but that was already previously announced yeah we right? do that so, about that already yeah. yeah anyway let's move along to actual anime talk and some mm-hmm. other news that happened this past week uh the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. The winners were finally announced. Even though wow. we're... I don't know, uh, I don't know what they are, I, but uh, I'm ready to be. I mad. think this is actually slightly earlier than they normally do them, so they're almost they're still completely irrelevant at this point because no one cares about what happened in 2021 now. But um, uh-huh. they did put them out, and um, you know, I I think our main complaint about the Crunchyroll Anime Awards has always been that it is a popularity contest because the mm-hmm. they have so the way it works is there is a panel of judges that makes the nominees, but then after that right. it's a fan vote, and okay. so then any time you make an open fan vote, it becomes a popularity contest, yes. and the so while that hasn't been great. You know, there have been outliers in the past years where things like, you know, Devilman Crybaby or Made in Abyss, which are still popular, but not like they're a little Mainstream, more off the beaten path, yeah. still get their credit. And and this year that didn't that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, okay. it is interesting. So, like, I, I haven't looked up. I did look up a little bit, but then I stopped because I figured it would be more fun to be surprised. But it is interesting because I think a lot of us did come to the conclusion that last year was a pretty good year for anime right like there was a lot of like yes. really neat or you know fairly unique interesting stuff and so yes. i think that is what makes like this award so disappointing is that a lot of good anime did air last year it's just nobody voted for them yeah, yeah. I, I so feel like it was kind of inevitable with like I haven't seen all of the awards or anything. I'm assuming it was very Attack on Titan heavy. Yes. 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 So, uh, I will I will like, link it if anybody doesn't have it. Like but. the Colossal Titan that smashed through, uh, what was it, Wall Maria or whatever, back in season one when I still watched Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah. So, so too did the show scatter the much more qualified competition. So the way it, uh. the way it played out... Um, 18 out of the 26 awards went to Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, or Jujutsu Kaisen. Christ. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, Big yikes. Including... Uh, variety you know, is really top of the... Uh, top of the so how many of those were, like, genuinely deserved? Well, 
most notably Attack on Titan go got anime year. of the year. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yep. this, in- this, this, that included, which I'll admit some of these nominees are very suspect, but it did include Glorio's 2021 anime of the year, Odd Taxi, and they, they included Ranking of Kings in this discussion, which we did not in our debate, but if we did, that also would have been a contender for anime of the year. <laughs> um, so, you know, mm-hmm. I, again, some of these nominees are kind of egregious because they also nominated 86 and Sunny Boy. But oh. um, <laughs> eighty six. Never the even done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't look at, like. Here's the thing. I like weirdly turned around on eighty six yeah. by the second season, and I still would not put that like anywhere yeah. near like a top. What is this six list? <laughs> yeah, the other one being I. I mean, I would have even taken Jujutsu Kaisen season two over Attack on Titan, but right. um, nevertheless, that one anime of the year. Uh, the only like exceptions, uh, like I think Odd Taxi got best director, which sure, sure give them I guess a token thing, yeah. uh, and. Uh, you know, Boji won Best Boy because you know, how could you not vote for him it's on Boji. that? I'm just like, it's like, but y'all, I'm looking at this list. You know what came out last year? Like, B Stars, Nomad, Megalobox Two, Vivi, The Haka Story. Yeah, yeah, no, Xenon, like, um, ugh. uh, like like Megalobox <laughs> and like. Vivi and like some of our other favorite shows do show up in like some of the categories, but it's yeah, under, it's under the artsy stuff. It's like best score. Like, <laughs> yeah, that Vivi share Wonder Egg priority. Like they're there. trying to just 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 like the Oscars or the Grammys, you got to throw them a bone somewhere, and they and they still didn't win. They just got nominated, right? Uh, but um, yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't know what you do about that. Cause like you know, so long as you open it to fan voting, that's just what's going to happen. Right. It's, like it's, you it's can't that make. Thing of like, I think many people deservedly shit on the Oscars, right, for being <laughs> an ivory tower style awards show, right? right? That is often like seen as sort of elitist, right? Like mm-hmm. the movies that win are often movies that like the people did not watch or did not you know or, or did not love or 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 the simply the movie wasn't even available to them, right? Because you know the movie was right. like, aired on a very like narrow circuit you know of, of right available in like five theaters across the country right <laughs> like, you know, yeah like much has been said about how the oscars treat animation right like if you're not in the disney pixar like umbrella yeah. you might as well not exist right like um like the last time like what a foreign film won you know best animation was like literally what like spirited away you know so like I think there might have been some French thing that won Maybe at some you're point. Right. But my point is that, like, you know, it's that tough thing, right, of, like, I think both ends... Sorry, what, Artemis? Oh, I just gate- gatekeeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that tough thing of, like, on one end of the spectrum, right, like, the gatekeeping of the Oscars, I think, deserves to be criticized. But also, when you leave it to a pure, like, mass vote... Then yeah, it's yeah. just what's it's it's what's it's what's the biggest. It's what's most popular, right? It's what, and and in that way, that it is also sort of a style of gatekeeping, right? Because then it's just the one with the most money that wins, right? Like the the most advertising, mm-hmm. right? And, the most visibility, stuff, exactly. And then that does mean that stuff like you know, 
your your megaloboxes and dinazenons and your odd taxis kind of get passed over. And I guess it's like it's one of those difficult things of like there is really I mean, I guess this is why it, it, it is helpful to like remember that awards are subjective. Yeah. But like, yes. It is that tough thing of like it's hard to find that middle ground between like you want that like considered and nuanced deliberation that theoretically comes from um, experts expertise, but you do also want to like give credence to like you know if a lot of people like a thing, there's probably some merit to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't I don't care for Attack on Titan anymore, but you know when people say ah right. like it won you know I don't know or no actually it didn't win it uh Demon Slayer won best anima- animation it's like yeah I, I'll grant that like yes that's a very well animated show so like mm-hmm. you know it probably deserves some props I, I don't think it deserves yeah you know, <laughs> I I think there is like personally but I think it's completely yeah. ridiculous here related to Demon Slayer that it's up for multiple that the train bit. Which is both a movie, a movie, which is both a movie and like was cut together for a TV version. Right, is, has is represented in both forms on this list, which is yeah ridiculous. And, 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 and then that's what I mean with I, th- I think some of this can be rightfully laid, you know, on the panel who selected the nominees, right? Because the people who select the nominees, like, th- they are making those choices, right? So, right, like, right. You know, they think it's okay to have multiple things from the yeah. same show nominated for the same category. Which is, like, absurd, right? And then, you know, you can also get into, like, the weirdness of, like, how some shows will literally get nominated twice in the same category, and it's like... Yeah, I, like, I, I uh... just think that's not, you know, look, what what, what, what award did we have, like, for, or what award did I make up a, a few years ago? <laughs> it was, like, I think it was, like, Grand Belm Presents Best Moment, because, like, Grand Belm would win all three, like, mm-hmm. take up all three nominee slots otherwise, and it's like, yeah, sometimes you do have a show that's, like, so singularly good that, like, maybe it does deserve to be, like, called out multiple times, but I feel like... Yeah. I feel like if you do that, you really have to, like, commit to, like... Yeah. Oh, you're doing this, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's like, um... <laughs> yeah, this this might actually be controversial. The uh, the best fight, they nominated two fights from Jujutsu Kaisen. You had the it's one like the with, uh... That, the fights in that show are pretty good. Are good, but also, like... <laughs> Yeah, also, the, you have to the pick right one. one didn't yeah. even win. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say though they what? didn't even pick the right one. Yeah, like no, the, like look, the one I they picked like, was good. Is but a good fight. Yes, but that other fight is much better. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh. Uh, at least Nobara appears to have won best girl here somehow. Which uh, sure, you know, get you a girl who calls you trash while hammering nails into her forearm. <laughs> yep. As you do. As you do. Oh, um. I'm not gonna. I'm actually. I'm not gonna argue with that one. Actually. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I can, the I can, get behi- I can get behind like best drama. Looking at the nominees and the pers- the the anime that won. Sure. Sure. Oh, to your eternity. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was a yeah a very dramatic show. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't know how Kageki Shoujo got on that list, but um, that that sounds like one of those somebody on the judge panels. Uh, Really pushed one for that one. One person was really into it. Yeah, I, I, I did actually. Fruits basket didn't win. <laughs> okay, well, that's Y'all, the important like, thing, I guess. I'm, I'm, like, like, I'm looking. I'm, like, I'm just scrolling through this now. It's like, look, best fantasy winner, right? Mm-hmm. The good news, <laughs> jobless reincarnation didn't win. Uh... The bad news, ranking of kings also did not win. Best <laughs> yeah, how did ranking of kings it's not like, win that? Damn, like... what are you people even doing? <laughs> oh man. 
I like I'd rather I'd rather the slime show than uh, Jobless Reincarnation, but like, Ranking of Kings is we'll, on this we'll, list. We'll be getting into Come Ranking on. of Kings later today because you know now, that, especially now that Artemis has started watching it, we can talk about how it's a good ass fantasy show. But like, <laughs> yeah, damn, you, you hate well, to see it. Look, I'm keeping guys in suspense. What if I hated it? You don't know. Oh, no. Shit. Yeah. We, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we better wrap this up and uh, move yeah. on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll just say, like, I, I think we were kind of touching on this. Like, I, I, there is, like, it's an enter- it's an entertainment industry, and if people are entertained, there is some value in something being popular, right? Like, Sure. Yeah. Th- so, like, I, you know... It's not like that's completely like invalid, and there is no like one hundred percent correct way to do this, other than of course our own top ten. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just wish there was some way to highlight some of these other cool shows and not just like stay focused on the like whatever the big shonen series of the year is. But man, how yeah. did that fucking skateboard CEO asshole get nominated for best antagonist? <laughs> Like, what are you people doing? Yeah, that again, I feel sucked. like, I feel like that must have been like. We're talking about looks. They did. So, they spent so many episodes on his development as a character. How can like, you say he's a bad antagonist? But Horimiya won best romance, so it's not all. <laughs> what by, by default? Was, like, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, Yano, but sure. sure Yano was a rapping porcupine. He he rapped about how much <laughs> fraud he was going to commit. He rapped about how he was going to kill this man. But made him call his mom first. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how Yano did not get that one, but uh, <laughs> you know. This is just also, actually looking over this list is making me depressed at how bad the finale of Wonder Egg Priority was. So. Oof, oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that that got on here a couple times too. But well, there's always next year, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> it's only February, you guys. Off, Come on, so we're off to such a great start. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right, Artemis. You should be more. There's bis cameras this year, right? Right, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It'll it'll say. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it'll say we'll be fine. It definitely won't continue into 2023. (sighs) It it should continue to 2023. I did my math. Well, continuing this weird (sighs) tangent of video games and anime coming together. Yeah, let's let's bring it all together. Why don't you tell us about the most hotly anticipated? Most yeah. long-awaited <sighs> anime oh God. adaptation. So, so they randomly released. I mean, I guess this was announced at some point, right? But I forgot. Yeah, it was. Um, there they they randomly released the first episode of uh, Shenmue, the animation, uh-huh. which I I believe this is like a Fena Pirate Princess situation, right? Where nope. they're like it's Crunchyroll and yeah. Adult Swim collaborating to make this happen for some reason. Uh-huh. And if anybody doesn't know what Shenmue is, it is a cult. Is it, would you also call this a cult classic? Yes. Uh, anything <sighs> yes, on Dreamcast. Yes. Yes. Anything on Dreamcast is a cult classic, right? <laughs> uh, a cult classic video game um, about this kid in 1980s Japan who sees his father mm-hmm. get killed in their family dojo and is swears to investigate it and find who killed his father, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, the, the <laughs> Shenmue, Shenmue has a special place in my heart. Sure. Sure. Uh, as, as, a game, as a video game. As a video game that, uh, came out, I played it 
probably a few months after my first and only trip going to Japan. Mm. And at the time, yes. game did not age well, but at the time, it was No, I can see like, how that would be effective. Yeah, like totally. It was a it was a it was a it was a very big technical achievement at that time as far as like production values. I think it was one of like the most expensive games ever made up to right. that point. I mean like and it I felt like it did with the technology it had available create like the atmosphere of walking around a suburban Japanese town and most of the game is kind of walking around talking to people, investigating and playing mini games and whatnot. Um so so that's it's kind of like for 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 modern reference, it's sort of like the spiritual ancestor to the Yakuza games, right? Like it's Yakuza. What if Yakuza was bad? And that's Shen. <laughs> I mean, Shenmue had to stumble so Yakuza could walk, right? Like, yes, fair enough. Yes, yes, but but at the time, it was like mm-hmm. like we can look back in hindsight, and it does not look great because it's been done better, much better since then. Yeah. Shen, but Shenmue stumbled at the time, it was so a that big Yakuza could drive in the sewer uh-huh. on a motorcycle. Exactly. Yeah. And and it you know it 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 it, ha- it did a good job of capturing that atmosphere and it had like right. sort of that goofy Sega arcade charm to it and it even to this day I think it's a bit divisive on whether it's a good game or not but it does I mean, have a special place in it, my heart. In all like fairness, right? Like I think the th- reason why Shenmue like occupies that place in so many people's hearts is because like a lot of things that people, you know, that small minorities of people like, it, there's nothing quite like it, right? Like, I mean, we compare it to Yakuza, but even then, it's not really Yeah, no, like it's not. Like it. Yeah, it's, like, it's, foundationally, like, you could see the the lineage to how it would get to Yakuza, but it's not It's not like a Yakuza. It is like, very much its not, own thing, you know? Like, yeah. You don't pass the time in Yakuza, you know? Like, you don't, like... <laughs> yeah. There's not a schedule. <laughs> like, you know? Right. Um, so... And... and and I should point out, I'm only referring to the first Shenmue game. I hated the second one. Let's, <laughs> let's not talk about... So, what about the Let's third? not talk about the third one. Let's not no, talk but, about so the third Joe, one. The thing, the thing I got to ask then about Shenmue the animation, right, is like the thing that made the game special, right, is that sort of like inherent, like intentional listlessness of it, right? Mundanity, right, like, yeah. Like, well, the shop doesn't open till like 2 p.m. I guess I just got to like practice kung fu moves in the park until 2 or something, right? right? It's like, Go can, buy a can it soda anime... from the vending machine. Right, like, can an anime um, capture that, right? Because, like, you don't... It, 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 I think it's the same problem that the Persona anime run into, right? Of, right. You can't really portray that sense of you cannot, wasting you cannot, re, you cannot recreate the texture. Right. Yeah, so the short answer is no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do that. Yeah. Uh, yes, so just, just... So the anime is, like... Imagine if you stripped away all that atmosphere and goofy Sega charm, and you just, like, had a dry, boring adaptation right, of the Shenmue the story. Um and like I it was fine I guess it was like competently put together but like I said like all the charm or atmosphere of the game is just like completely gone yeah, I know Ira like, you watched it I don't know if you feel you agree on that or you have yeah, any other it's just like in 24 minutes like it would take several hours if you were playing that game fresh it would take several hours to, to reach that point uh, and much of that time would be spent just walking around town and, you know, on learning about the town Talking and how to it's cats. laid out. Exactly. Taking care of straight, straight right. cats. And, and it's like, yes. I feel like that's the enduring thing that people like about Shenmue. And so to just be, here's the story, it seems like a misguided. Yeah, I mean, 
Right. How then many, it just becomes like a tries, really... How, how many tries mm. does, it, does it take Rio to sneak into the warehouse at night in the anime? <laughs> the game? We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, they didn't get that far, at least not in episode one. Okay. I think episode two is out now, but... Um, yeah, so... You know, I'm not going to say I'm disappointed because this is kind of exactly what I expected. Yeah. But, you know, it does hurt my heart a little bit, perhaps. I do think uh, this is, an, like, an important thing. Like, it's an important tempering thing to remember, I think, for fans that, like, a thing you love might not make the jump to another medium very well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I, like for example, Especially I games to anime, it's yeah. more likely than not you are not going it to succeed. Fail, right? <laughs> like in the, in the same way that I would never want a Yakuza anime, right? Yep. Because like a Yakuza anime could never capture like the banal zaniness mm-hmm. of of Yakuza, right? This idea that you know, like that like Kiryu is going to like wear this very specific expression on his face because he. <laughs> is two seconds from realizing he has to fight this man in a diaper. Like, <laughs> it, there's uh-huh. a texture there that you just cannot capture in an anime. Like, Yes. Uh... I love that as an official synopsis. Yes. That's, no, that's a, that's a very <laughs> good synopsis accurate. of how the Yakuza Holy games accurate. work. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, I mean, it's, it's just... The, the only thing I wanted to note, and I don't know if Iroh, you felt this way... Hmm. Did they like drastically change the character design? That's of the main girl? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, I don't want to say they whitewashed her, but no, it's they... she totally looks white now. It's very kind funny of whitewashed her. It, um, it's, it's the anime thing, right? What the, like statelessness or like mukokuseki sure. or whatever it's called, where like anime characters look ethnically ambiguous all over the place yeah, but like she's just looks like a japanese person in the game and so right because like there is that element of like in the original shenmue right it's like uh, sometimes it veers into stereotype territory sure but, like that game goes out of its way to like make right. it clear what you know, because you, tom I mean, looks like tom this, oh, like, right i'll, I'll paste this in the discord ethnicities in that time uh-huh. right there are, you know there's there's I'll chinese pa- there's a uh-huh. african immigrants there's american soldiers right so it's like you know, they go out of their way to differentiate them, right? But when mm-hmm. you turn that into an anime, there is that sort of, like, kind of, like, papering over that happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like, it, I, I, that I, doesn't I even read to me the, as the same character. Like, you know. Yeah, I was like, did they introduce a new, did they Right, I was like, girl who is the, this? Like, anime original character or something? And like, no, that's supposed to be the same supposed person. Supposed to be Nozomi. Nozomi, the incredibly unimportant Shenmue character, uh, who yeah. might as well not exist Gets. to the main plot. Yes. What a bizarre this... thing. Oh, like, I guess put another one on the list of game adaptations that are bad. Yeah. Because how do you translate that stuff to an anime? If it's a good video game, it has to be a video game to be good, I think. Right, that, exactly. That sounds like an obvious statement, but... <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm not planning on watching more of that. I just wanted to see what the anime was like, so... Yeah. Dis- a little disappointing. Oh, wow, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this comparison art now. Yeah, that's... Yes, huh. I did not think wow. that was the same character. They could have at least <laughs> kept her hair color. Like, they didn't even do that. Like, at least if the hair was black, I'd be like, oh, okay, fine, you... I guess yeah. this is the same character, but they didn't even... Like, I, I had... That. I had to look it up, like I, like, I know I haven't played the game in 20 years, but, like, that does not seem correct, no. and... Yeah. All right. Let's right. move along. Uh, let's talk about the Orbital Children, 
which you guys have seen a couple more episodes of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're pretty positive on it last time. Uh, how's that been going? So I still was pretty positive on it, on the whole. Yeah, I, 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 I think we're, I think uh, we're both still definitely enjoying what we're watching. Like, it's kind of like now fully transitioned into the like survival story framework, right? Of like yeah. these desperate kids like doing everything they can to survive like a seemingly like overwhelming situation. You know, like the. The yes. station, like, for reasons that are still unknown to them and kind of to us, like, the station is falling apart. It's, like, systems mm-hmm. are failing. Like, there are breaches now. Like, right. And, like, they do a lot of really, like, good world building to support, like, the the stakes of the situation, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of really great world building of, like, because it's space and so to transport things into space... Uh, many things in space are built to be lightweight, right? Yes. Oh, bul- so, for or, example... Like bulkheads are made of cloth. Right. So they have cloth bulkheads to seal off areas, right? And that, that makes a lot of sense, actually, right? Like, like if you make it sturdily enough, cloth can, in fact, create right. a vacuum seal, right? To, like, create an atmospheric pressure. The caveat being, for a while. Yeah. For a little <laughs> while... <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Like it's a very solid, like emergency. Like it's a really sensible emergency uh, uh, response. The problem is like once it becomes very apparent that rescue is not coming quickly enough. Right. Suddenly, these very smart design choices almost seem like, and I'm not sure how much they're getting into this, but they almost feel like cynical corporate oversight. Right. Like this station, they say, like was originally like you know a, a, an independently built like scientific platform that was eventually bought by a mega corporation. Right. Also, and I, now I, suddenly, I believe the station's name means like safety. It's like safety station or something. Yeah, or so something like that. It's like yeah. suddenly all of these like emergency measures it seems like was the corporation cheaping out? Like right, there's shit that's like they, half built. The shelters right. aren't fully stocked with, uh, with yeah, the emergency like they go, they, goods. They go to like, emergency shelters, or like um, they need to find uh, uh, EVA suits, right? To because they eventually need to go into space, right? Because they need to move, like, they need to spacewalk to a different arm of the station, and like half the, the suits path's don't not work. done. The path isn't there. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's not even stocked fully, and the ones that are there are malfunctioning, and it's like this fucking. This piece of shit corporation, like this, <laughs> and it, I'm not. I don't think the show is necessarily going to go in that direction. Like, I'm not like, I'm not sure the show is necessarily going to go in this sort of anti-capitalist direction that we're looking <laughs> for. But there's definitely yeah. an element of like the corporate, like the corporate, like uh, the corporate banal- banality of like how you know corporations intrinsically cut corners and like go for cheaper options yeah. where more expensive options would be more difficult like it does lend right. credence to like the situation that these children are thrown into of like oh these are like legitimately difficult situations that they have to solve because like they're literally working with half a deck here. Yep. their safety net is uh pretty wide weave yeah. here There's some big holes and- in there and like they do a pretty good job of like they introduce two adult characters to the cr- to the cast, you know, uh, of the right. kids, right? But like they're both like compromised in very specific ways. Like one is physically injured in a way that right. uh, is indicated to be more serious than she's letting on. You know, she is constantly <laughs> drifting in and out of consciousness. Yep. And the other is a very elderly man. Who, yes, uh, <laughs> who has bouts also, of dementia. Oh, okay. It was right. It's not entirely there, right? So like. 
it kind of it's it's like this idea of like oh there is no safety net for these kids right like they are entirely kind of mostly relying on their own like grit and gumption and cleverness to like solve these problems and I think I I think it sells it as a credible as, as a credible mm-hmm. uh, obstacle to overcome. Right. Yeah. Uh, that almost adds to the desperation when you've got the yes. like adults that can't really help you there, right? Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. an effective tool the, there for yeah, the storytelling. The, the thing I would bring up that I'm not against it. I, I want to be clear. <clears throat> I'm not like, I'm not like, I'm not treating this as a negative yet. <laughs> there is an element to its storytelling where it's like I can't quite tell what the orbital tr- children's position is. Because, like, there is a little bit of that sort of, like, blind Elon Musk sort of, like, Mm. glorification of science without, like, the more, like, nuanced, like, tempering of it that I think should be, like, responsibly included when people talk about, like, where science can, like... It's like science without ethics or something. Right, right. There's there's definitely... There's a little bit of that, like, subtext in Orbital Children of, like, science is the greatest. Science can solve all our problems. If we just let science... If we just use it properly. Right, right. right. And it's like, you know, like, there is literally, like, you know, like, we've mentioned Deagle, the, like, fake corporation that literally uses the Google font. There is now a fake Tesla in the show right Right. like Mm. that's very clearly using the tesla font and it's like again i'm not like gonna condemn tesla entirely you know like i think electric cars are a thing that like we should adapt you know the sooner the better but it's more like the sort of like blind faith in like scientific capitalism right right the orbital children sort of like leans into and like the reason like i'm not like ready to like throw the whole thing out is because mitsuo iso is kind of that dude like if you look at his previous work like dead coil mm-hmm. mitsuo iso is the thing i i described to Iro is mitsuo iso is kind of like a more he's like a more tech savvy mamoru hosoda um, <laughs> like, he is like very idealistic maybe bordering on naive about where technology can take us sometimes right right and I think the thing that, like, tempers him is, of course, many of his works about technology are still somewhat dystopic in nature. It is often about how technology can fail us or how technology can harm us. So, like, he is not, like, fully over in that camp. But, mm-hmm. like, he does, like, sort of tread in those waters. So, like, I- I'm very curious, I guess, to see where right. Orbital Children eventually ends up concluding. Yeah. yeah. Someday I gotta get you all to watch Gotcha Man Crowds. <laughs> Probably. We want to talk about media, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and and mankind not thinking about whether they're prepared for certain technologies, but mm-hmm. uh, right. <laughs> yeah. There's also like a lot anyway. of bits and pieces of the Orwell children about like an AI god, so, right? Like, you know, there, like... there's so, certain characters are saying we had to kill the AI because it was getting too smart and other characters are saying, if we had just let the AI ascend to AI godhood, it would have solved all of our problems, dummy. Right, like, there's there's very much, like, this weird cultural schism in the world of, like, the people who are, like, Skynet almost happened, and the people who say, No, like, Skynet would fix everything. Right, there, there are people who are essentially saying, like, you aborted an infant god. <laughs> like, like you killed right. you you killed something that was on the cusp of like ascending to Saving an entirely all. like next level of of existence and and in your like in your like narrow minded like fear of it you killed it and 
that's interesting. That's a quite <laughs> bit of world building. I like it. I really do. So, as as hokey as it sort of is, I it's another element of the story that I'm like legitimately interested in. Right. Uh, so you, so you guys are like halfway through it now. We're about halfway. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. We will perhaps touch base on that next time if you guys are done with it. Get final thoughts yeah. on that. But uh, let's move along. Time for my weekly few minutes to talk about life with an ordinary guy who reincarnated into a total fantasy knockout, aka Fabiniku. Does this uh, continue to be surprisingly good? Uh, yes. Um, if you like the types of dirtbag comedies where everyone's a terrible person, <laughs> that I do, uh, it's still right. <laughs> still pretty good. Uh, there there were no um you know heartfelt serious moments uh, musing on the meaning of gender this time, so it was mostly just comedy. But okay. uh, they introduced uh, uh bargain bin Kirito from Sword Art Online. Oh boy. Okay. Which was which was pretty funny. He uh, so he he was supposed to be like the typical protagonist from an isekai anime. So he actually also got isekai'd here. And he thinks he's the hero, right. and he's so powerful and everything, uh-huh, but he uh-huh, kind of uh-huh. sucks, and everyone hates him. Okay. Um, at one point, he's trying to demonstrate his power in, in town, and he gets promptly arrested. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, wait, no, really, I'm the hero. Really, guys, I'm the hero. And he's like, yeah, sure, you're the third one this week. Just, uh, you know, tell mm-hmm. it to the judge or whatever. And so he gets tangled up with the the the, the main couple and... It's 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 pretty it's pretty funny. Um, so you know that continues to be good and generally not problematic. Uh, there was one kind of iffy moment where, so like, the the main guy that got turned into a girl, his like fantasy world power is that obviously see he's so beautiful that he charms everyone, right? So, uh, uh mm. you know, Kirito, fake Kirito gets charmed and then eventually they tell him the the secret because they, they haven't really they don't really uh. publicly tell people but he kind of partied up with them for a bit so they tell him the what's really going on and, he, and he's like you know it's devastating go, end of the right, world oh no like, oh no yeah yes this beautiful person that I was attracted to is actually a man this is the worst possible outcome I'm like eh. that was a little dicey but Given the show's track record on those things, otherwise, I'm, I, you know, I still continue to feel like their heart is in the right place with it. But that that was a little borderline for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, comedies are comedies. You kind of have to watch them to understand that they're <laughs> right. funny. Uh-huh. But you can't really explain <laughs> the joke here. But, but you know, I, I hopefully that hopefully that kind of gives the tone of the show that they're sure. you know they're dunking on other isekai shows without. In a way that is not also just recreating other isekai shows. I'm looking at you, Konosuba. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's it's fun. Fun times. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Sabikui Bisco. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're trying, right? They're trying. <laughs> we made yeah. it. We finally made it. We made it out of the flashback zone. We are yes. finally now watching a linear a story show, yeah. with a forward-moving narrative. And I'm happy for you. I gave up. <laughs> it's, okay, it's I, I hey, I, I I am enjoying it, you know, like I think It's 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 okay. Um what, I what think What episode are you guys on now? 
five? Five? Four? Five, yeah. okay. Five? Um, yeah, I want to say five. Now that they're, they went yes. to the, the the child village. Yeah, and I I yes. think I think the latest episode is probably possibly the strongest episode they've had so far. I might uh, agree. Yeah, <laughs> just the the getting them out on the road and into like yes. the the adventure. The, you know what's going to happen in this town of the week type of format is what we wanted. It just took. I think us, it was sorely needed. Yeah, it just took us a and... little long to get there. Right, like, it's, um, it's sort of thing of, like, in an ideal world, this should have been, like, episode three or four. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, like, I'm, you know, like, I, I think, I, I think, I, I, at this point, I have accepted that Cyber Queen Bisco is probably not going to be, like, a really strong standout in this year, but, like, it, had, it has at least now settled to a, rare, a fairly comfortable pace where I can, you know, enjoy it for what it is, right? Like, it is... Yeah. It is, uh, you know, episodic hijinks in this very, like, unique setting. And maybe in a lot of ways that setting is still doing a lot of the heavy lifting here. But, like, you know, yeah. these kids are, like, you know, tearfully explaining that all the adults are gone and that they need the bounty money to hire to, to buy guns to fend off the, the, the seasonal... The seasonal bloat, like like pufferfish, like swarm that eat children. <laughs> it's like, well, shit. When you put it like that, I guess you do need an AK. Yep. <laughs> right. Which I should point out, these pufferfish are giant and flying, not in the water. And have human They're... teeth. Yeah. <laughs> With human <laughs> teeth. Like um, it, but I feel like that's both a strength and perhaps a weakness of the show because I've said this before, where like some of these things are just like almost too random. Like maybe. I don't. Right. I, like. like, like like yeah, it's wild that there's flying giant pufferfish, but like, and I don't necessarily need like a detailed explanation as to why there are flying giant pufferfish, but there's like, but it just kind of comes know. out of nowhere, like yeah, there's like no like something connecting it all together, right? right? But I do think this episode was effective because it was like, I don't know, is the combination of like kind of seeing the impact of not just the 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 the, the mushroom rust pandemic but Mm -hmm. the also greedy corporate response to it um right and and kind of when you when you start showing you know the the reality of the problems in this world it it connects you more to like why the heroes have to do what they're doing right and i i feel like we haven't gotten a ton of that really like especially in the the first couple episodes where everything was kind of random and jumbled around and i think if they can continue making episodes like this one and you know next week we go to the town where it's all you know whatever whatever their problem is that could be a fun format to follow Um, yeah that's i guess that's kind of where my my hopes lie at this point is like Look, you know, I, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm tell you something, Visco. All right, like I want you to take a hard look at shows like Fena and <laughs> and, and and Sakugan. All right, and I need you to yeah. understand, you don't have to be those shows. You don't <laughs> have to like go like hardline serious in your final arc. All right, like if you could just keep being like these dumb, ridiculous adventures, like that's yeah. fine too. Okay, just <laughs> and you know, let let us. Let us uh, appreciate the journey, and we don't need to turn this into one of the characters being, you know, the mes- the messianic figure that you know, whatever. But right. 
It probably it'll probably go there though, right? We I, see guess, I guess my hope is like we've already been fooled twice, go. right? In the past yeah, like I six know, months. I, <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't like I shouldn't like have any faith at all. But it's like you know I look at the, like I, you know I look at like the I look at like the Bisco Mulo like dynamic, and it's like like Bisco is like too much of your like standard like hot headed dumbass hero that I can't see him becoming the messianic archetype. Right. And Milo is like ironically like despite the fact that he probably fits it more, I think the thing that maybe saves him from that is like he's kind of like weirdly grounded for a character in a in a setting like that, right? Like he's just like a he's just a yeah. chill dude who likes to help people, right? Yeah. And uh you know, like Obviously, there's always a chance, right? Like, there's always a chance that later they explain, actually, Milo, you were like a genetic experiment. You're like a test tube baby. He's, and you're he's such a good healer lucky. because he uh-huh. has, you know, whatever. Yeah, psychic power. But, like, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, it doesn't it doesn't give me the vibe that it's going to necessarily go in that direction. Like, I, I'll say this. If it does go in that direction, I don't know if it's going to necessarily be using those characters, but, you know, right. we will maybe see. Maybe they'll bring somebody else in or something. Or... Exactly. Like, maybe we'll introduce a new fucking they're, you know, the next town ta- okay here here's what's gonna, the next town they're yeah. gonna go to they're gonna find some girl that was like in cryo sleep for the past uh, hundred years shit. or something oh my God. and yeah. she's not gonna have any memories uh-huh. and, what's uh-huh. the rusting and, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and but yeah and and but but her like blood is completely immune to the the rust or something uh, and, of course of course yeah it, that, that that's my that, that's gonna happen in the next two episodes that's my prediction yeah i don't know op still great yeah still a great op and that soundtrack still is all over the place in the best way yeah all right Uh, well let's go on and talk about something that is very good uh sure or at least well i don't know artemis you might tell us we're wrong (laughs) but let's talk about ranking of kings you you hate as 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 the newcomer here Okay, so yes. I watched I watched three episodes back to back last night. Okay. And I hate you guys. And I hate everything. I cried every single episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about so, that. Such but a good boy. It's, it's, so, it's, it's so good. <laughs> it's it's really good. I, yeah. I like as of right now I'd give it a solid nine. <laughs> yeah, oh, and you're only really three episodes point. in. It's yeah. it's and gonna I'm get three wild. Episodes in. So again, no, it's gonna get wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, oh I'm glad you're finally watching it because, like, yeah, it's like that show. Like, all right, episode you know, three, okay, is when this giant snake first shows up. All right, right. Yeah. Is episode yeah. three also? That's what. That's what. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, like yeah. when the giant snake yeah. shows up. That was my first indicator. Like, okay, this is this is gonna get real crazy. Right. Right. It's, it's right. where Queen right. Healing right. first reveals that actually she cares about. Yeah. about right. Her. There yeah. was there was like one scene, and it was so quick, like it wasn't overdone, but there was just the one, like the flashback, and then he like kisses her on the cheek or something and it's just like a two second like uh-huh. little clip and I was and I was like no punch in the <laughs> stomach yep uh, yeah it's, yep. it's... Wait, wait till you get to the second op but um... <laughs> oh man yeah that second OP uh is, uh, yeah brutal. anyway oh my goodness yeah no I'm 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 glad I'm glad you liked yeah. it um I I would say in some ways it only gets better <laughs> like... yeah I, I think like well, what's interesting, because I think, like, comparing the first season to the second season, right, like, the second season, like, I think it definitely still has a lot of that emotional resonance, but, like, it is being leveraged sort of differently, right, like, yeah. because, you know, I, I think a big element of it is that Boji has a great, like, you know, 
character development from season one to season two, right? So like, yeah, it, it sort of changes the dynamic if that makes sense, yeah. right? But yeah, um, yeah, season two is kind of like cashing in the buildup of season one. Yeah. Like things start going down in season two, but um, you know, I will say. Uh, I dared to open my mouth last episode and say anything remotely not positive <laughs> <laughs> about where we were going with Ranking of Kings, and they, because um, I, you know, my criticism last time, if we could call it criticism, was that I felt like we were kind of stretching out the spinning their wheels a bit, mm-hmm. the the, the combat a little bit. I, I the... don't think that, I still don't think that's unfair. Yeah. I mean, for God's sake, they finally wake up a Pius in the latest episode. Yes, he's on the ground for like four episodes. Face planted in the dirt <laughs> for like yeah, like four or five yeah. episodes. So we had like we had like four episodes that were like in real time, probably like a half an hour or something. Like yeah. it was yeah. uh, it was a little compressed, but um, that'll be a blip on the radar, I think. But in looking back on ranking kings as a whole because these last two episodes were extremely uh, pretty 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 heavy pretty good i don't want to spoil too much now that artemis is watching it but um <laughs> yeah but the uh was it episode it was episode 16 and 17 i think right i believe so um the, the, about... the first one <laughs> we, we learned about uh... possibly the darkest episode maybe yeah, the darkest we... episode we've ever had well... of you know, yeah, like not to spoil, but let's just say we find out why Boji has a stepmom. There's that. Yeah. We, fi- we also find There's out that. like how the- Desha became king. How King Desha became king? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, some people, <laughs> s- some people like Yang Wen Li would say <laughs> uh-huh. that it is uh, really bad, both political and morally, to kill a seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. King Desha might disagree. <laughs> What if it was yeah. politically expedient to kill a seven-year-old? Oh man, I it, you know it was <laughs> it was. I I think this show handles like really dark, heavy things well. That's probably about as close as we ever got to where I was raising an eyebrow. But maybe toe I still in the think, line there. <laughs> yeah, toe in the line a little bit on that episode, but um, on that particular flashback. But I still think they handled it really well, and I really yeah. liked. Um, my favorite part of that episode was at the end when, uh, Boji finally, well, first yes. of all, yeah. just Boji, uh, King, King Dessa making his, uh, magic cell phone call and just piecing out out of there. But, um, yes. but, but Boji confronting Domas for the first time after what happened. Right. And like, yeah, I love that Boji is like not always the like naive overly optimistic power of friendship right. like he has other emotions <laughs> yeah like he is and, legitimately frustrated with and and like it's se- like even even kage was like oh well i guess we can forgive them right and Boji's like not ready no. to do that yeah uh this man right. threw me the off the allow, cliff allows you to have the show allows you to allows the characters to have like more complex negative emotions yes, yes. And, like i mean here's the thing right like let's be real boji will forgive him in the end yeah, because he'll probably the get there eventually, but but at least initially, like I feel yeah. like not handing I, it to him immediately is a smart choice. And and I feel like those are like, you know, that's something we we kind of see obviously in, in all in all of the characters where they have multiple. They're they're allowed to have different kinds of emotions and do good, both good things and bad things and like, mm-hmm. but you kind of always like 
you're kind of always expecting Boji to be the like always optimistic, like always right. like um positive. And no, he has I mean, we've seen it in other cases, but this is another example of, you know, he has different right. different emotions. Uh so I thought yeah. that was that was really good. Yeah, I, I definitely um, I, I think again, like the thing that like Regative Kings continues to do a really good job of is like you know, very in these very snappy moments, like in these very snappy uh, movements, give like like a tremendous amount of pathos to the characters, both large and small. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, uh, you know, like just again, it's 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 like you know, other than like maybe some of the most obvious like villainous characters, you know, that have, that have been portrayed so far, right? Like. Like, 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 even Desha, right? It's like, for, for the sort of extremely grave crime Desha commits, like, it is sort of implied that, like, it is almost a, like, do, to defeat monsters, I became yeah, right. a monster the greater, situation. The greater good. Right, of, like, his father, literally named King Satan, <laughs> is, like, implied yeah. to have somehow been an even worse king than him, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like this, ma- like his dad is literally sitting on a mountain of corpses as his throone. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like the things and, that drive and, and people it, to do the things they do. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like it's not like this is just like cartoon villain. Like he feels the weight of his, the, like the consequences of his actions, right? Right. Like, even and though like, they were the wrong right. thing to do, it's like the, yeah, and the, like there's the show to like have these characters who've done morally reprehensible things. But still, like, make them genuinely sympathetic is right, right? Really without and without like yeah. necessarily just and and without necessarily just like you know wiping wiping over those or something, right? right? Exactly. Like, like we're not really very, getting it's like cl- it's made true redemption why, arcs here, right? right? Like why Despot does not like his brother, right? Mm-hmm. But then also they do a good job of making it kind of clear why Despot stays with his brother, mm-hmm. right? Like they are like Despot and Desha, despite the tragedy and like the their very strained relationship, like, are also united by their tra- by the tragedy of what happens to Oaken, mm-hmm. right? Like, in spite, like, in spite of everything that maybe Desha does to, to, to take the throne from his, like, you know, even more villainous father, like, this man is clearly distraught over the fate of his brother, right? Like, like, of what happens to Oaken, and... Yeah. And, and, and in how in that way like in in that way how a familial tragedy can unite even right. like estranged family members and it's it's just it's really effective it's so right good. like yeah like, yep and it makes you know, uh it it makes even Oaken who literally doesn't even talk like an interesting right a tragic villain figure, right? right like a tragic like, figure was, and not just like so, a... like I, I was so ready to like because. Like, Desha's whole thing is he wants to come here to exact revenge on Moranjo, right? Like, yeah. the implication is that he is an also someone who has been wronged by her. But, right. like... The growing list. We, f- <laughs> we find out that, like, Oaken's, like, tragic situation is... I mean, not his fault, but it is entirely, like... Genetics? <laughs> gen- yeah, it's just... it's 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 <laughs> Moranjo didn't really have a part to play in that, right? It's just the tragedy of his, like, birth, right? Yeah. Like... Like the you know and it, it, it it's <laughs> the framing of it is almost like finding out your family member has like a terminal disease right, right? like some sort of like genetic condition right is right. the tragedy of like oh fuck like we can't do anything about this right mm-hmm. he is just this is his fate 
and he's aware of it, right? Like, Oken tearfully saying he doesn't want to lose himself, yeah. and we know what he becomes by the, yes. the time it's of the Yeah, the fact that we know monster, the outcome yeah. when that moment happens is, like, ooh. Deeply yeah. tragic. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, and that kind of leads up to the latest episode where, you know... They, we all know the moment they said when uh, Despa says Boji cannot fight Oken... It's gonna yes. happen. Boji's gonna fight Hogan, oh, right? Yeah. So like yeah. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. So that we kind of get that happening. Um, it's pretty intense. I felt like this. This was a specifically was another episode that felt like it went by in like five minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty tense. Um, the the fight itself is pretty cool. We we do learn. Yeah, I mean they're the, yeah. they're the, doing. The... <laughs> They're, they're doing Interesting the thing of like, between... yeah, go ahead. Yeah, of like, Boji has so far been able to mostly effortlessly dispatch of his opposition <laughs> thanks to his mastery of the Despa arts. But right. like, he is now faced with an opponent that is his hard counter in every way, right? Like, the man who cannot be incapacitated, right? The man who cannot yeah. die, who cannot be paralyzed, he cannot be crippled. Like, yeah. And I do like, I do like Boji was ready to kill him. Yeah, it was gonna Boji understands he's royalty. He understands <laughs> the path of kingship is paved in blood, in blood and iron. Uh-huh, sure. Of course yeah. he does. <laughs> Still um, a good boy, but also he knows. Yeah. And, and uh, we kinda get I guess we kinda get left on the uh, the cliffhanger at the end there, but um I I think probably less to say about that episode because it's more like action y but um, yeah. Still very intense because it, again, I feel like the build up to this moment has been, you know, we've had right. ample build up to make this feel like a weighty encounter. Um, do we do we want to make any speculation about what the deal is with Moranjo? Oh man, like this oh, show just boy. will <laughs> reveal something that will flip everything we say on its head, right? Like. All right, so my guess, based on the one bit we get in her flashback, mm. and I, I don't know how we do this without being super spoiler. <laughs> but all right, I'll try to keep this as I'll vague just, as I'll just, I'll just kind of la 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 in my head for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep this as vague as I can. I think what we will probably find out because we specifically see a scene with Moranjo and presumably her mother. Right. Yes. And we also, of course, something yeah, go ahead. deeply tragic happens to Moranjo, mm-hmm. and that maybe breaks or traumatizes her emotionally and I'm willing to bet that she finds her will to live again in her companionship with King Boss, right? right? I feel like that is what is being implied here, is that she met King Boss in a dark time in her life and he helped her overcome that. Yeah. And that's not necessarily romantic, right? It's not implied to be a romantic. It could, you know, it it could just be a very very deep friendship. Yeah. It's kind of but They're the idea right. is that, yeah. you know, the two are, like, life companions of a sort, right? And that we are eventually going to get the reveals that the reason why Moranjo acts the way she does is is going to be the sort of tragic, fruitless endeavor of you just can't go back, right? You can't go back to yeah. who you used to be, right? Like, right. And like, it's, it's just, get, yeah, you're stuck in a mirror and bosses now in... <laughs> not boss I mean, I mean, well you yeah. know we'll, we'll keep it vague but just that like the things you were attempting to do to preserve the relationship you once had right. 
are profane. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, you are causing and, so many problems. Yes. Like, it's... And God. I think that that's probably what they will do to make her a sympathetic character, but still not necessarily a... Uh, what's the word? Um, a, uh, a you can you can have know, sympathy without right yeah s- s- you, know? you can have sympathy without redemption right like mm-hmm. yes. um the uh, do you want to do you want to speculate anything Iro? Uh, I mean, I think I, I I agree with all that's been said pretty much. Like, I pff, every time let's try answers questions it brings up more questions right and i'm like the best way yes and like we still need to find out what's with miranjo and the demon uh yeah because that's a whole that's a whole other relationship that appears to be very important yeah it's in the op (laughs) the second one dida and miranjo also that has to go somewhere like is dida gonna be the one who finds that out i don't know yeah i don't know it's like my thing is like, is the mirror Miranjo actually Miranjo, or like, is she even in control of herself fully? I don't know. Is anybody? I don't. Again, I say this every time. I have no <laughs> idea what's going to happen, and I love it. Yeah. So, um, they could go anywhere with that, but yeah, I mean, just continuing to kill it. Uh, I apologize again, Artemis, uh, <laughs> but it's you're, there's going to be probably some more emotional gut punches along the it's way okay. it's i mean the spoilers are slightly softened by the fact that like a lot of these names i don't even know so i'll probably forget exactly. about them in right a few days. yeah yes yeah but um yeah I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad you're watching though because this is yeah. this is going to be it's it's really this isn't going to be a contender when we get to the end the end of the year yeah. here so oh for sure yeah yeah all right yeah great stuff well Speaking of contenders. <laughs> yeah, let's... So, well, that's pretty much yeah. all we're watching, so let's get back to the backlog. I've um, heard you watched something recently. Yeah, so I, I promised you all I would get through Thunderbolt Fantasy before the next season comes out, whenever that happens. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm powering through it. So, last time I had finished season one, and since then I watched the movie, the first movie, Thunderbolt Fantasy, The Sword of Life and Death. Uh-huh. Which I will yeah. confirm. At no point did they ever say anything about a sword of life and death, no, <laughs> not even which once. is which is fantastic. Um, the movie was awesome. I loved it. Uh, yeah. I feel I feel like they consolidated everything that you loved about Thunderbolt Fantasy and it like took it to another level in the movie. Yeah, SPK did literally nothing wrong. Yes, screaming <laughs> screaming Phoenix Killer. Literally did nothing wrong. Um, <laughs> Rin Setsua is the most accursed villain in the land. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, I, I'm uh, actually like I'm actually shocked at how little SBK did wrong. He did absolutely nothing wrong. I um, mean, he still killed a lot of people. Well, you know, was that really his fault? I don't know. But um, he's in the he's like, in the Anafugo tier of uh, sure, uh, man. Yes. <laughs> I've literally done nothing wrong. Right. If anybody like, doesn't know it's, it's Anna not, Fugo, you know, it, it, yes, just uh, someone who has been go watch Grand Belm and thank us over. later on that one. Yes. Um, but, yes. Uh, yeah. No. I, I really liked. I, I really love that movie because it feels like it's like they knew, right? Like, like they knew that like SPK was the standout character from season one, right? Even though the dude goes out like a champ, they were like, ah, we got to bring him back one more time, right? Uh-huh. Like, he was very popular, flashback yeah. time. 
you know um and yeah i think i think it's a really good encapsulation of like what makes that show work so well right like you have spk giving his fucking straight-faced explanation of how he got his original name you know setsumu show you know how like he killed three people by the time he was born <laughs> um, he's so, you know he's so just, funny like, like fucking ridiculous shit right I, I, like you get to, yeah. you, you get the cameos from some of the other season one characters right like mm. you know uh, sharp-eyed impaler and uh and then the second half reminds you that <laughs> thunderbolt <laughs> fantasy is really funny and it's right. really oh my god by, 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 being funny that, i do think that first half is also very funny like in, in, yes, a, in a different way, way yes. In a knowing, yes. <laughs> like, wink, wink, we're being melodramatic on purpose way. Yes. Yes, very campy. Um, and then the, the second half when we get the, like, lengthy retelling of season one from the eyes of this imposter the, guy. The, the, the comical recap, which yes. is always, yeah. always a hoot. Right. And, 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 and Ryan Players like, style. Yeah. Like I was it, like, oh man, are we really doing a recap in this movie? And it's like, no, don't worry, we're gonna. Fuck yeah, it. no, it's not like it's not like anime recap movie where they like recycle the footage and put in like a couple new scenes. Like they they actually right. redo the entire thing, right? Yeah, because just it's with like this different the, puppet. So it's with not, this different it's not the Hideaki I know of of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of recaps or anything. No, um, no it's, it's... and it, it's so like the the comedy of it is just like so spot yeah. on. Like it's just, like the like funniest just, you know, thing I've like seen a, in a long time. Like a brief synopsis, right? Is the second half mm. of the movie is basically um, a fake uh, uh, Shofu Khan going around claiming to be the legendary hero and bragging about his tale. Bragging about everything he accomplished in season one. Exactly. But it's like, you know, heavily, uh, <laughs> right. heavily modified version uh-huh. of the events. Yeah, where yes, he's, like, I, I, we we brought Kegai to our side with my with my impeccable charm. Yes, my fiendish good looks. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then when the real Shofu like, Khan shows up, he's like, "Oh like, yeah, tell me about tell me tell me what happened." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Tell me more about Excellent. this. And but, uh, it makes it it makes it almost more badass when he does actually uh, fight the guys that are coming for him at the end with that right. ridiculous fight scene. Where like, God, well, yeah, we're all we're all useless minions, but we we, we now like our blood is now acid and we, we explode we, in we, gas we when we die. Our bodies to explode because so we know we can't beat you. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know we can't beat you, so we're just rigged to explode when we when we die. <laughs> so good. So then he has to like make a ranged weapon, an improvised ranged yeah. weapon. It's, it's, it's very, oh, it's so um, so good. But yeah, and... again, just. They they know exactly what you're here for, yeah. And then they just crank that all up to eleven. The and you guys are telling me that are... you guys are telling yeah. me the second movie is even better. Right? I really oh, yeah. really like the second movie. The second movie is really good. It doesn't even so... have SPK in it, and I still like it. Um, wow. It's so I, I won't spoil, it, of course. But I think the thing that the movies have done so well is that they're just really good, concentrated, like showcases of the series like best qualities yes like i don't i don't i don't even just mean that from like the technical side of like the fights or the puppetry though the puppetry in the movies are clearly a huge upgrade right over yeah. the tv show it's kind of crazy how much like i already thought the puppets in in the show were pretty good but like damn the things some of those puppets do in the movies this is the, are this is uh, the same of an anime ridiculous. movie getting the animation bump kind of uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and but also so we'll have just, to like, make ninety minutes. Yeah, but like the character arcs, and, right? And, and the story do like a, 
somewhat longer, deeper dive in the movie format. Yeah, totally. Um, man, man. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it's it's it, the, the first that first movie's a lot of fun. Uh, shout outs to uh, Rin Setsuwa in the Jester Cat. Uh, <laughs> just uh, very silly. <laughs> yeah. I just got I always get a kick out of that shot of just <laughs> wearing this stupid ass hat. It's good. It's good times. Good times. Um, just refreshed. Did you guys watch season two yet? Or no? Oh yeah, where we are. We've oh, seen Arvis, season three. We, we <laughs> finished okay. season right. three. Just, just checking. Season two is really good. Yeah, no, we uh, we we oh, jumped yeah. hard, we we jumped in hard on this. But yes, we did finish yeah. season two. So I'm Speaking I'm just of... about. I'll be starting season two next, basically. Yes, starring, so that's where I'm at. Starring, uh, oh man, you've got a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, it's, it's a lot of fun. I am very much looking forward to that. So man. Yeah. All right. Great stuff. Other things on the backlog. You guys that are watching the Big O. Yes. Continue our yeah. Narmeca journey. Journey yes. here. <laughs> so how, how far say. along? About five. How six far episodes? along have you uh, gotten? We're on, um, yes, the, we're, we're on episode five. Yes, yeah, so that's so, you know, we're making our way through it. Yeah. Um, you know, so the, obviously now the show is sort of settling into its like monster yes, of the week format for, for the Big O. Uh, yes. Which I have actually, yeah, where, this is fully uncharted territory for me. I had seen the first yes. three or four episodes previously, uh, but I didn't have cable when this was on Toonami, so right. I've just heard the talk of Big O, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's, uh, yeah, it's has a truly unique vibe to it. Yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun kind of going back to it now, just... Um... You really do appreciate a lot of what it does because, again, there just really isn't anything like it. Right? Yeah, like you exactly. say the words, like noir detective mecha show. <laughs> and it's like, huh? Okay, how does that even work? With this, right. and they they do they justify it, right? It's very much like the first half of every episode is almost always, you know, Roger Smith, Paradigm City's finest negotiator, uh-huh. um, being given a case to solve, right? Like some sort of unsolvable mystery of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, why that requires uh, a negotiator as opposed to, I don't know, a private eye or a detective, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I think it's just an excuse to give Roger a different title than detective. Like, just Yes. Um, but, you know, so he's, he's tasked with solving a mystery, right? And the mystery is usually tied to the mysterious past of Paradigm City and the collective amnesia that their society as a whole uh-huh. suffered. Paradigm like City, which ago. might just be New York City? Yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> and you know like and getting into like you know the the nature of what the city and their society has become and then usually the mystery is revealed that um you know instead of instead of you know how in scooby-doo they pull off the mask and it's some like dude trying to commit like you know insurance fraud or something right. what if the insurance fraud was being committed by a giant robot uh-huh and that's the big o yep yeah which you <laughs> naturally need another giant robot and then we to, punch to it to real hard in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. Until it stops. This giant robot's committing real estate fraud. <laughs> this giant robot's, yeah, causing problems. have to beat its ass. But in all seriousness, like, you know, so episodes four and five that we watched, which are, um, let us see here, uh, The Underground Terror and Bring Back My Ghost. Uh, I, I do like these two episodes a fair amount. Um, you know, episode four, you, you definitely kind of see sort of like some of that, like, post-Evangelion lineage in Big O. Like, oh, this is one of those shows that is, like, 
partially informed by its like aesthetic sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a really lovely thing where because Big O, like I think better than almost any other mecha series I've ever watched, is a masterclass in portraying the scale of the robots. Mm-hmm. They do a really clever thing in episode four of Roger Smith discovers this like. What are those, like, miniature models of a city? Right, like World's That's Fair! Like, yeah, you like a World <clears throat> Fair thing. But of course, it's still, so it's like, like, big. It's still quite large, right? It's, it's like a 1-100 scale city. So that's still, like, you know, really a big, square right. The buildings are still, like, right. as, like, bigger than a person, right? Like, bigger than a person, right? But what that means, then, is that when they inevitably do fight there, right. you when know, the where Big O confronts the robot, yeah. they feel even bigger than they already are, right? Because, like, they're already, like, the size of a skyscraper. But now, those skyscrapers are, like, going up to their knee, their knees. And it, it, it makes... <laughs> a fun visual, like... Yes, it enhances the scale in a really clever way that I think is, like, really visually arresting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then episode five, uh, Bring Back My Ghost, is, like, in a lot of ways, sort of your classic, like, noir tale. But in a, in a lot of ways, I do like episode five a lot, even if, like, the fight is clearly being animated on a... Budget. You know, a, a <laughs> yeah. budget. But, like, you know, it's a, it's a classic noir tale, right? Of, like, Paradigm City's, like, one and only good cop tries to uncover police corruption uh-huh. and uh, is is seemingly murdered for his trouble, yes. right? And I, I, I do like the story because, like, in a lot of ways, it is, like, a sort of a highlight of Big O's, like, best traits and qualities, right? It's a noir tale. You know, there's a little bit of a social commentary to it. And in the end, like, you know... uh. Batman, I mean Roger Smith, <laughs> has to rely on like his utility belt of unique gadgets and his own like cleverness to overcome a seemingly like yes. a problem he seemingly can't punch his way out of with a giant robot. And and then uh, summons a giant a lot robot of... anyway. Um... I mean, he does, but he, he <laughs> yes. solves the problem in a way that is Ingenuity. unique to the giant, ro- yeah. or, you know, to the giant robot. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, kind of. He still shoots it with a laser beam, yes. but it's it's a whole cool visual. It's a rather clever yeah. usage of it's a like laser. It's like they're fighting at night, and it's extremely yes. dark, and so it's just like they're looking into the blackness, and then occasionally, like all you see is silhouettes, but occasionally a laser beam lights up the robot, right? Yes. And so on one it. hand, it's a way to save money because you only have to draw one frame at a time, occasional, occasionally, but is a very atmospheric way to uh, save money. It's also... It looks, it looks cool, cool, yeah. Yes, yeah. And yeah. I think that, uh, again, you know, just, it's it's a really neat show. I, um, I'm i really having a lot of fun going back to this one. Yeah. I feel like there it's aren't good. many problems that can't be solved with a giant robot. But, Fair, you know. you know? I mean, it's... <laughs> You, know, you just you just got creative. That, right? uh, it reminds me Robert. of how recreators had to keep coming up with dumb reasons why the giant robot wasn't around because otherwise right, it could just solve yes. all the problems. I don't even I don't I remember, even remember, I remember what, you complaining about that. I don't even remember that what show that was. But that's fine. We that's, can move uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can move on to our other robot anime wow. we're watching. That's maybe not as good, but certainly has its own qualities. Mm-hmm. The next sword. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how's how's guns Gunsword going? Uh, uh, how far you know. along are you now? I think same number the, of episodes. The, the, episode the rival five. character has just appeared. Yeah, uh, what's so his name? Just, um, uh, Ray. Ray. Ray and his ah, his, yes. his mech. Um, his fucking like get a robo ass mech. It's it's. I love how like it says they sh- he, they go to the the twin town where the two ta- the town is symmetrical and it's, it's hired by twins and they're all feuding and so of course Van is hired 
And Carmen also hired Ray, who is just opposite Van in every possible way. He's got <laughs> uh, his yes. gun sword. It's not even it does it's apparently not even a sword. It's just a gun with a sword length magazine. Who, uh, Which is really funny because <laughs> really Van funny. doesn't have a gun at all. Right. Despite like despite the name of the show. Van <laughs> does doesn't not actually own have a gun. gun sword. He doesn't have a yeah. gun. I don't think he just has I don't think sword. Van would even I don't know if Van would even know how to shoot a gun. He might not be smart enough to figure it out. Like, right. The titular gun sword belongs to the rival character. Uh, but yes, and so it's just, it is comical how they keep clashing because they have the, the same backstory and yes. like, similar yes. clothes. Yes. And, then... and, and but, but the thing I really do love, though, is like they kind of, they kind of sort of keep, like, cleverly get at the reality yeah. that like sometimes the thing you hate the most is the thing that resembles you yes. the most oh, yeah. right like you want to, well, I mean well, a lot of my self improvement was because I've affronted to somebody and then I went oh god I do that I need to I need to stop <laughs> doing that that's oh, really geez. annoying uh, but, but yeah it, it's it's kind of like it's a great thing of like the more they realize how similar they are the more they like instantly dislike each yeah. other and, <laughs> but at the same time Ray forms a great mirror like and this is where I say that Goro Tanaguchi is occasionally a very clever galaxy brained director is like occasionally Ray is Ray is what Van would have become if he let his lust for revenge overcome his inherent humanity right yeah like for all that, like, Van talks about how revenge is the only thing he cares about, he's still, like, a deeply sensitive person, right? You know, he just doesn't show it, right? He still takes care of uh, Wendy. He doesn't, you know, let her come to harm. He still, like, sticks his neck out to help people. Whereas, like, right. Ray is, like, full in, like, revenge mode. Like, nothing matters. Like, I don't care. I don't care about collateral damage. I don't care who gets hurt. Like, yeah. the only thing that matters to me is revenge, right? Yep. And... That 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 forms a really strong like, uh, um, you know, on the character side of things, uh, why Ray makes for a great uh, a counterpart, and then they introduce his mech, yes, and this is so where funny. I go, ah, Goro Tanaguchi actually might be a genius <laughs> because <laughs> Van summons Dan of Thursday by slicing a V with his sword, and the mech falls from like an orbital space station, right? Right. Yep. Falls from the sky. Ray summons his robot by shooting a summon circle of bullets in the ground. Yep. Which that causes his like really chunky getter robo style mech to to rise in a drill out of the out ground. of the earth. Yeah. Right. And whereas like you know Dana Thursday is like a lanky nimble like mech that uses a sword, mm-hmm. uh Ray's mech is like really th- like thick and chunky and uses like this this kind of crazy guns, yeah. like yeah, revolver chain gun or some shit. It's it's really neat. Um I I I do like it even if it's like you know, it, it's it's a thing that like it, it's a thing that me and Eero sometimes love of like you know, we're like I'm going to call it to make him the counterpart <laughs> uh-huh. to man. Ray's going to do X Y and Z and then that's exactly what he does. And it's like, "Ah, Goro, you Oh, you bastard, you got us again." Uh, that's what you signed up for with this, though, right? Like, yes, that's yes, uh... <laughs> uh, uh, so I guess I guess the thing is that Van's sword, its hilt looks like a gun, so it's supposed supposed to, I guess. 
I mean, he doesn't like shoot bullets right. with it or anything. Like it's just a, it. It really is just a regular yeah. sword. Like its only gimmick is that it's like it's got that. It's like the liquid metal. Yeah. So like you can turn it's like a scarf and stuff, but yeah. Huh. I guess that's supposed to be All the right. idea. Anyway, uh, I think you still have. Yeah. I think you still have a few party members to uh, collect, if I remember. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Yes, that seems sure. to be the vibe. Right, there's um, still plenty of uh, silhouettes in the opening that have not in filled opening, in. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they they have a pretty big crew by the end, if I remember. So, right, I don't know. Like, did you meet the like the the ribbon girl? Yeah. No, no. Okay. Yet. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm sure. Again, I haven't watched this in like 15 to 20 no, years fine. myself. Yeah, yeah, so, it's, it's... I'm uh, I'm uh, you know, in a lot of ways, but... it is. It is not necessarily the most memorable anime. Yeah, so. yeah. you know, this, but this, but this is what we wanted Backyard to be, right? Like it's just this, yes, like, exactly. Yes. Ah, Again, oh, we're having fun. The ex- it's fine. Yeah. If the exercise was to uh, purge Back Arrow from your memory with something <laughs> that Back Arrow should have been, that's uh, I mean, yeah. like even the like the tragic irony of Episode Five is the sort of like galaxy brain dumbass thing that Goro Tanaguchi would do. Of like these twins are feuding because each one wants all of their father's inheritance to themselves, but the only way to open the vault is to combine their key, like their, their key pendants together. Right, right. So naturally, I do, I do remember that. So yeah. you know they they're willing to kill each other over it. So one of them wins because Ray just shoots the other. Right, and uh, they take the pendant. And of course, what's the inheritance? A twin seater robot that needs two people to pilot. Yep. Gas. Uh, <laughs> It's very good. It's it's very good. Just like ah, perfect. Of course. Uh, All right. Yeah. Good well, times. I'm I'm glad you guys are enjoying that to the degree that you're enjoying it. <laughs> it is what it is. Yes. Um. All right. Well, I think that's it. We actually found enough to talk about for 90 minutes. Wow. Um, <laughs> Amazingly. Well, uh, let's hope there's another like Nintendo Direct next it's week because we won't have. Yeah, has then we've forgotten. So. We we keep we keep what what uh what uh crazy cursed property that Iro loves is going to get announced next uh next week. It's still on the list. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's something out there. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, we'll 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 we'll, we'll figure something out to uh-huh. talk about next time. I'm sure. So, all right. Let's wrap things up then with our housekeeping. You can uh, check us out at theglorioblog.com. You can follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher. And, of course, you can check us out on YouTube where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, all that good stuff. uh, tell, Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. And we'll catch everybody next time.